When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. We don't need a name. We're a team. Your, your name is Team. You're on a tight leash too, bro. Wayne Haskins. Mr. Glass Carson Wentz and his offense. Prime time. Damn. Yeah, I love your optimism. I had to get a tall boy for the event. The New York football giants. Deep sleep. Deep, bro. Al Michaels is showing up to work. Nate Solder, get your ass in the building. <laughs> Dude, you should see B. Wills' face right now. He's so giddy. Appreciate being a part of your show, guys. Yes, sir. That was as great as I thought it could be. <laughs> I'm going to ask... I got some swimmers here, dude. It's fucking messing me up a little bit. Shake it out, man, because I got I got an important question to ask you to start it off. What question you got for me, B? Hey, y'all, we're live in effect at the NFC East Feast. B. Wells has got a question for me. What's up, B? For the viewers who cannot see this and are only listening, what jersey am I wearing, George? You're wearing the Dak Prescott. You didn't have to stand up. Number four, white with the stars on the shoulders. Pretty clean jersey if you're a fan. Thank you. You actually already answered my follow-up question, which is what is the number I am wearing across my chest? That is the number four, and that is how I'm going to start off this podcast. I've been putting it on our social media all week, hashtag 4DAC. I feel for this young man so much. It's clearly the biggest news in the division, probably the biggest news in the league. That's why we got to start with it. When I looked up at the TV and saw that compound fracture, the dislocation of the ankle, I cannot believe that CBS had it on for that long. You clearly saw this kid lift up his foot. It looked like his shoe was on the wrong way. You could see the bone poking through the sock. It was disturbing, man. And I just feel for Dak. For more than just that moment, man, it was hard for me not to tear up to watch him getting carted off the field. But the kid is 27 years old, and he's had a rough go of it, bro. When he was in college, his mother, Peggy Prescott, passed away of breast cancer. Just a few months ago, bro, in April, while me and the rest of Cowboys Nation was celebrating the draft picks of C.D. Lamb and Trayvon Diggs, Dak Prescott was mourning the loss of his older brother who took his own life on draft night. Fast forward a few months later, Dak Prescott bets on himself. No better person to bet on than yourself. He takes, turns down Jerry's long-term deal and says, no, I'll take the franchise tag and I'm going to come out and prove to you and you're going to pay me even more next year, old man. And guess what? As I highlighted, the first four weeks of the season, he was well on his way to do that. I'll regurgitate the stats. First quarterback in NFL history with 450 yards in three straight weeks, over 1,600 yards passing through four weeks, the most in NFL history. He was on his way, man. And then that devastating injury. So this mantra for the Dallas Cowboys, I'm calling them out for the 53 on the roster, for Jerry and Steven and the Minions cleaning their glasses up in that press box, for Dak. If you need to go sign a left tackle to protect your new quarterback's blindside, do it for Dak. Mike McCarthy and that coaching staff, if you need to fire your buddy, Mike Nolan, to write that ship that you call a defense, do it for Dak. That has to be 
the mindset of the entire organization right now. I know you saw that touchdown run by Ezekiel Elliott. That kid was running with his hair on fire. I have not seen a run like that since he was a rookie in 2016. The way that he carried that into the end zone, and he stared into the camera and put up the number four. That started it off, bro. That is four Dak, and that's what we have to do. I'm getting a little emotional right now, so I want to ask you maybe to just give your thoughts on on the game rather than Dak Prescott. No, and, you know, I don't want to pull a hashtag me too movement on you, but, you know, Alex Smith was in the same situation recently, not recently, uh, 693 days ago. And yeah, I'm not the biggest Alex Smith fan like you're, you know, like you are a Dak fan, but it's just such a tough injury to see for anybody, you know, fan of the the quarterback or not. But, you, you know, just just hearing your voice and your sentiment toward Dak Prescott, it was very obvious how much passion you have towards not only the Dallas Cowboys, but Dak Prescott personally. And I really do, you know, pray for Dak and get a fast recovery. And I do see him coming back strong. You know, who knows, who knows about the contract negotiations after this? Hopefully Jerry doesn't take advantage of it, but we'll see, you know, and that it was a, a very interesting game. You could see right when Dak got hurt, you know, the boys stepped up to Marcus Lawrence looked really strong. You know, you, he wasn't wearing the scheme max you were talking about last no, he week. Was not. He had a 94.9% in pro football focus, one of the highest grades as a D lineman. C.D. Lamb stepped up, as he always has been the entire season. I also got to give Michael Gallup a lot of credit because he's been consistently delivering for Dallas throughout the year. Uh, In general, your offense has always been strong, and you know Dak has always had a great supporting cast. Yes, Dak was a lot of part of that, but I believe in Andy Dalton. I still think he can do his thing. I still think he has a lot of football in him and I also as much as I don't want to say it still believe Dallas is the best in the NFC East division wow well thank you very much for that and I like how you highlighted Demarcus Lawrence I was actually um going to talk about that you know the rumor is that uh Demarcus Lawrence and Jalen Smith they listened to the NFC East uh, week five last week and they heard my tirade about the milk carton and the ski masks and like you said man Tank Lawrence came out uh, got the Pro Football Focus Defensive Player of the Week. Got his first sack of the season. Congratulations. It did so happen to be a sack fumble that Anthony Brown scooped and took for a touchdown. So great job to Marcus Lawrence. Jalen Smith, who I was also a little harsh on last week. Sorry about that, Jalen. Uh, had 14 total tackles, three of those being for loss and half of a sack. He was all over the field, man. So the, as a defense as a whole, was still hot garbage. The first four games of the year, the New York Giants went for 16 13, 9, and 9 points, okay? What happens when they play us? They score 31. So it's still certainly a cause for concern, okay? But you know what? We got the victory. Hats off to the Red Rocket, or as Colin Cowherd likes to call him, the Beige Water Pistol, Andrew Dalton. Comes in the game in the fourth quarter when the stadium is just, I mean, high emotion after Dak goes down. The guy goes 9 for 11, throws for over 100 yards, Hits Michael Gallup on two huge plays in the final drive to set up the Greg Zerline game-winning field goal. I give him a lot of credit. But this is Andy Dalton we're talking about. As much as we want to probably joke around that you know he's no Dak, I've got some numbers for you. Andy Dalton has thrown for more than 200 touchdowns in this league. He's had a season where he threw for over 4,000 yards. He's had a season where he threw for over 30 touchdowns. 
from 2011 to 2014, Andy Dalton had four consecutive 10-win seasons leading the Bengals to the playoffs in all four of those, okay? This isn't just some run-in-the-mill backup quarterback. I think in retrospect now, after all these big-name free agents moving in the offseason, the biggest offseason signing may be now Andy Dalton to the Dallas Cowboys. And I don't want this praise for Andy Dalton that I'm hurling at him right now to be mistaken for, oh, well, if he can step in, then Dak's not that good. No, no, no. We would be in a much better position if Dak was there. But I got a few more numbers for you, okay? Honestly, you're honestly thinking you're an Andy Dalton fanboy right now. <laughs> I love you, Andy. That's my it's kind of embarrassing, dude. Not That's my quarterback, okay? Dak Prescott and Andy Dalton, okay? Through their first. Our brothers, no? I mean, they're brothers at heart. They're, they're brothers now. They're brothers with the star. If, if you wear the star on your helmet, you're brothers. Okay, okay. Dak Prescott's first four years in the league, he was 40 and 24. Andy Dalton's first four years in the league, 40, 23, and one. Hmm. Yeah. First four years, Dak had 15,700 pass yards. Andy Dalton, 14,800 pass yards. D- Dak, 97 touchdowns. Andy, 99. Dak, 65% completion. Wow. Andy, 62. It's like looking in a mirror, man. So I really don't see that. So can you tell me this, though? Can you tell me last three years of Andy Dalton's career, though? Do you have numbers on that? You wouldn't have numbers on that because it's dreadful, I'm sure. Do you have numbers on the last three years? I don't have those numbers. Okay. All right. I'm glad that you have the best four years of Andy Dalton's career listed and said on the pod. They weren't the best four. They were the first Thank four. you. Thank I, you. I Thank was, you. I thought it was relevant because this is Dak's fifth year. So he's had four. So I'm comparing Andy's first four to Dak's first four. And mind you, George, if you're going to get all high and mighty, what pick did the Cincinnati Bengals have this year in the NFL draft? Do you know? What pick? <laughs> you don't? I don't know. Doesn't surprise me. They had the number one overall pick. What kind of teams normally get the number one overall pick, George? The worst teams that have Andy Dalton. That's who has it. Oh, you have think it. the reason, the whole reason they were the worst team in the football was one little redheaded quarterback? You know what? Good. Because he's the little redhead that could. And he's going to prove you wrong. All right? All I'm right. done with it. All right. All right. All right. Oh, what, do we got? what do we got next, dude? Jeez. Um, well, I mean, the Cowboys got a win this week. That's why we're in first place in the division. Let's move on to the Washington football team who failed for the fourth consecutive week to get a victory as they fell 30-10 to 10 to the Los Angeles Rams in what I would call the most pathetic offensive performance I've seen in the entire season. You know, that makes me sad. It really does. And, you know, it's people like Brian Wills that put down Washington football style fans, Giants fans, when they're down. They kick them when they're down. And this brings me to my next point. It really does. You know, sometimes when I watch a Washington football game, I feel like I need to hold my girl's hand throughout the entire deal to have someone just having support me. Like, I want you to text me sometimes, bro. I'm not going to lie. Telling me that you're here for me. As I double dip my stale blue corn chips into some cold, sad queso, dude. And it is, it's bad, man. It's, it's, it's a struggle to be anyone as a fan in the NFC East feast. And I'll, I'll get into the game a little bit, but overall it's, it's tough. And I'm sure you understand 
that it can be tough as a, as a fan and anybody that's listening right now is more than likely an NFC East feast fan uh, of one of the teams. And maybe you could let us know if you're struggling, let us know how you cope with it. You maybe know, there's a support group or a 1-800 number you could call into or something. <laughs> it's gotta be know. something, dude. There's gotta Listen, be the one drive that Kyle Allen played. You guys tied the game up seven to seven. So there was some promise there. You called out Kyle Allen for running a four or five last week, and he had a rushing touchdown. The kid definitely uh, moves out well. So that's positive. I heard he's coming back this week to start. Well, and I, get- uh, I, I fact checked that four or five. It, ex- it is a four seven. Um, oh, but not as, nearly yeah, as impressive. Yeah, not nearly as impressive. I actually thought you were going to call me out and look it up, but no, I no, I know. I trust yeah. you. Anyways. It- so, so yeah, we, we definitely struggled after Kyle Allen was relieved of his duties. Not, you know, not he got, uh, he got banged. voluntarily, but he got banged on the sidelines and he had to sit out the second half and you're, you know, in comes Alex Smith and it's a great moment for him and his family and the doctors that, that helped him through the process and everybody. And I'm, I'm so happy for Alex Smith, but let's be honest didn't look good the second half, and I don't know if that was strictly to protect Alex Smith, or it was simply because he didn't, you know, he just is not used to the process, and maybe he's still a little bit nervous. So yeah, it was tough to watch. Happy for Alex Smith. Looking forward to seeing Kyle Allen back in. He was nine for thirteen with seventy-four yards and a rushing touchdown. I think it was an overall good sighting for him. But it's it, we need some help, man. We really need some help on the defensive side, and uh, it's 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 not looking good. But the next six games are going to be the make or break time for the Washington Football Team, and I'll get into that later. But for sure. Well, first off, um, I don't have a hat on, but if I did, I would take it off to Alex Smith. In my opinion, just the fact that dude went under center and took a snap, give him the comeback player of the year award. I don't care about his performance on the field. It's astounding that he made it back. Man, to see him take that first sack, I was so nervous. I was, and, and they showed his wife and his kids in the stands. You see his wife just sitting there with her hands over her face, just a nervous wreck. Man, like you felt for the Smith family. Like you felt great for them, for this story that Alex came back. But I just felt nervous just watching him play. But he didn't get hurt, and that's awesome. And I'm sure it's a big step for him to get in there. Um, Aaron Donald, who we've talked about, I think, every week. Thank God the NFC East is done with the Rams. Aaron Donald had four sacks and a forced fumble. So it's like he was thrown straight to the Wolves. Mm-hmm. And and you know what? He survived. He's now your backup quarterback. It's probably best if he doesn't get back in. I think the team um, has his best chance of winning under Kyle Allen. But hats off to Alex Smith, man. And I'm um, looking forward to hopefully better days for the Washington football team. We're going to need it. Um, now let's travel to Philly, who has now relinquished first place. They had it for a week. They took a nice spanking at the hands of Big Ben and the Pittsburgh Steelers. Although last week, when I said the Steelers were going to score 30 points, George said that was downright disrespectful. <laughs> that seems to be my line when I don't agree with you, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> That's all I say. <laughs> but no, you you were actually correct, George. My Me saying Pittsburgh was going to score 30 was disrespectful because they scored 38. Okay. Do not ever question Big Ben and the Steelers' offense. They are a juggernaut, and they showed it against Philadelphia. James Conner ran the ball well. Juju and Ben hooked up a few times. 
the offensive line on Pittsburgh, they're just some maulers, man. The Eagles have it. Their D-line, say it was their strength, but they were overmatched. And that Pittsburgh defense, man, they showed up. I want to highlight Mike Hilton. He's a cornerback. A lot of people probably aren't familiar with that name. Mike Hilton, through four games, has three sacks for the Pittsburgh Steelers. The Steelers blitz their corners like no other. So Mike Hilton's balling. TJ Watt and Bud Dupree for too much uh, to handle for Carson Wentz, who threw another two interceptions, man. He's now got nine on the year, which is a career high. We're only in, going into week six. So it's a little rough in Philly um, because of the tie. They're still only a half game out. But Pittsburgh, clearly the better team. Um, after stepping up in competition and not playing uh, the 49ers and Nick Mullins, the Eagles were clearly exposed in that game. Agreed, and I'll eat that. Um, I really, honestly, after watching that game or kind of watching that game, I really think Pittsburgh's a Super Bowl contender. I really oh, for do. For sure. I, I, I didn't think that. At, I thought there may be a, a top, 10, 10, top 10 team, but now – I really think they can be someone great, and I, I think they truly have a chance to at least win that division. For sure, that's that's a tough that's a tough division, man. Um, with uh, obviously Baltimore is one of the best teams in football. Cleveland is four and one, yeah. and the lowly Cincinnati Bengals, which actually brings me to my hero of the week, and I have a co-hero of the week, and it is Dak Prescott and Andy Dalton who won that very difficult division we were speaking of, the AFC North, several times, George, as the Bengals' starting quarterback, okay? So give my man, Andy, some credit. But my heroes, man, Dak is my hero just for being a hell of a kid, man. I already won over the struggles he's had. Guy's only 27 years old, and he's had enough heartbreak for a lifetime, man. But he put out a message today for the fans, um, nothing but optimism and positivity from Dak. I really hope that Jerry gives him his money. I don't even have a zero for the week, but it is Jerry Jones. This is my future zero, okay? If you do not pay Dak Prescott, you don't got to give him $40 million Mahomes money, okay? But if you do not offer this man a long-term deal after the season because of this injury, you are my zero for life, Jerry. So I'm watching you, okay? So Andy, you're also my co-hero for coming in in the fourth quarter. Like I said, nine for 11, um, average over 10 yards of completion. And he got us the victory, although it's an ugly, close victory against a dumpster fire in New York. A win's a win. So, Dak and Andy, you are my heroes. Who are you feeling this week? You know, I'm feeling the zeros right now. My zero right now is Scott Turner. Ooh. Been riding, riding your father's coattails your entire career, Scotty. Scotty, Scotty, you don't know, Scotty. Scotty doesn't know. You don't know shit, Scotty. Because you don't know how to play call. He averaged eight points in the last four games for the Carolina Panthers after Ron got let go. He wasn't even the, the offensive coordinator prior to Ron being there. He only has four games experience prior to joining the Washington football team. It is embarrassed. The route trees, man, the, the receivers are close together within three to four yards on some of these bootlegs. It's embarrassing. They need separation. They need to find zones. The play calling is atrocious, and I want him gone. I don't like you, Scotty. Scotty, please leave. Sorry. You, that, go ahead. Go ahead. You like Scott Turner is about as much as I like Mike Nolan. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So you, you, are, you are all zeroed out this week on Scott Turner, and uh, I don't blame you, man. But let's, uh, let's stay with Washington football, if you don't mind. I know you have a bad taste in your mouth this week, but I have good news, George. <laughs> 
I have good news for you, my friends. The Washington football team gets a date this week with the New York football giants. Uh, giants versus Washington football. The game is in New York. So you're tra- traveling to New York. How you feeling? How you stacking up? Are you guys going to let the Giants get their first win or what? Come on, man. You know what? Going into this, I was like guaranteed I'm picking Washington football team to win this game. But I'm sad, man. And I don't know if I can just go out on a limb and and still say the Washington. I'm, I'm confident in the Washington football team to win this game. And I'm confident in the Scott Turner to call a decent game. And, you know, I'm confident the defense is going to play well like they did the first couple of weeks. You know, I, I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to say the Giants are going to win this game. I think Damn. the Giants are going to win by a field goal. Um, and I, I don't think they're that bad. I think they played the boys pretty well. Obviously, the boys' defense, not the greatest. Probably one of the least, you know, last week wasn't bad, but it, was, it wasn't good. It wasn't good. It wasn't good. So I, I do see it. I, I don't see the Washington football team ever putting up more than 30 points. Or 27 points. It's just, uh, if we can score two times in the first half, you know, I think we have a chance. But if we start slow, we're going to lose that game. And I'm going to go ahead and say the Washington football team loses 21 to 27 to the Giants. I do not see you guys giving up 27 points to the Giants, man. I mean, the Cowboys gave up, the Cowboys gave up 31, but they, the Giants scored seven of those points from a defensive touchdown. So really our offense is is only giving up 26 points to them. There's no way you guys give up that much. Your defense is still pretty good. I know Chase Young is back. Uh he came back last week, but your front seven is still monster, dude. And the Giants offensive line, dude, if, if they're going to let DeMarcus ski mask Lawrence, yeah. get Pro Football Focus 94.9 grade. What do you think that Montez Sweat, Chase Young, Jonathan Allen, Ryan Kerrigan, what do you think those guys are going to do, bro? You know what? That's true. Your your lack of faith just changed my mind. I was going to pick the Giants. I plan on being mean to you. No, I'm a Washington football fan this week. Washington, you need to continue to make the Giants winless. You cannot give them their first victory. You guys, look- <laughs> that's really what it's about. It's it's embarrassing the Giants. We can do this together, Washington football. Man, I really think, on a more serious note, the offense, like I said, looked good in Kyle Allen's lone drive. He drove him down for a yeah, touchdown. Solid. I mean, he looked good. Yeah. I don't think you guys are going to score thirty points, but I damn sure don't think you need to. I think you guys score twenty three points and hold the Giants to twenty. It's going to be a, a close win for you, Daniel Jones. Last week. Okay, so the Giants finally exploded, I guess I'm saying in quotations, for 31 points. Guess what? Daniel Jones didn't throw a touchdown pass for the third week in a row. Can I call you out on something, though? Yeah, feel free. Last, last week, you said Darius Slayton was con- not a bum, but just not as impressive as I thought or other people thought of him. Right. Last week, eight catches, 129 yards, and four forced missed tackles. So I don't nice. think the guy's a bum. I still think he's a top 25 receiver in the league. And I also want to say I'm worried about Evan Ingram-Landon Collins matchup. Landon Collins has been 
and people like he's been like quietly taking money, but he has not been the Landon Collins of the New York Giants. The guy gets lost when it comes to covering an athletic tight end like the Zach Ertzes, the Evan Ingrams who are playing, you know, coming up Sunday. And he's got a lot of miscommunication in the back end. He, he's got some young guys, you know, with him at, at free safety and corner. But dude, you know, let's go, Landon. Let me see something from you, bud. Well, maybe your little soliloquy there will light a fire under Landon Collins' ass. But have but you heard about Landon Collins in the last since he's been with the Washington Football Team? Have you heard much about the guy? No, man. I mean, this is going on his second year with them, and I can't even remember a single play. And on the Giants, he was a monster. That's why you guys paid him big money. But you know what? This could be a Landon Collins revenge game. Going back to New York, playing against his former team. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure he. You know, I'm so he he probably knows a few things about the Giants personnel, so I can see Landon stepping up, and I just don't see it from the Giants as far as scoring enough points, man. And I think an interesting thing to watch that this season progressive progresses, excuse me, and Daniel Jones continues to struggle. The Giants are headed straight for that number one pick, if not number two or number three. Okay, yeah. All right, I know they drafted Daniel Jones in the first round, but if Trevor Lawrence is staring you in the face. I think they make a move, bro. So Daniel Jones, get your shit together or your time as the Giants starting quarterback might be coming to an end soon. But you're going against your team. I might have I may have inspired you to change your pick, but I'm going with Washington football to get their second win of the year and snap that four-game losing streak. Now I want to fly over to the Battle of the Birds. We got the Eagles with another tough competition, bro. The Baltimore Ravens and MVP Lamar Jackson. And I do not see anything better for the Eagles than it was last week against Pittsburgh, man. I think Baltimore is going to put up over 30 points, much like uh, Pittsburgh did. Lamar Jackson is going to get loose running the football along with Mark Ingram and J.K. Dobbins. I do not think Philadelphia has an answer for Baltimore tight ends. Mark Andrews. And I can also see Hollywood Brown, who's been relatively quiet this year, going over the top and maybe burning Darius Slay for a big play. Philadelphia did score 30 last week, so their offense is starting to get going a little bit. But I think Carson's going to turn the ball over again. That seems to be his new trick that he learned in the offseason, his turnovers. (laughs) Um, I can see Miles having a decent game. He was bottled up the past few weeks. Um, Actually, no. Let me take that back. Miles Sanders had a hell of a game last week. Yeah, I was going to say. No, no, Miles actually – excuse me. Excuse me. I was out of bounds on that. Miles Sanders balled out last week. And uh, Baltimore's defense is tough. But I think Miles will have a good game. But, dude, those corners on Baltimore, elite, my friends. Marlon Humphrey and Marcus Peters, that's nasty. And I got to shout out uh, a rookie by the name of Patrick Queen. He was their first-round pick out of LSU. Last week for Baltimore, AFC Defensive Player of the Week. Nine tackles, a sack, one forced fumble, two fumble recoveries, one of which he scooped and took 53 yards for a touchdown. I don't know if you guys are familiar with the name Patrick Queen, but Google his ass, all right? Because the kid is balling and he's making plays, and the Baltimore Ravens are going to defeat the Eagles. How you see it? Score? You got a score for me? Score! But you know I'm going over 30 again, and don't say it's disrespectful. 34 to 27, Baltimore. Okay, so you still got him with it a touchdown. Touchdown, okay. So the Eagles do have fans returning to Lincoln. Um, 75. Excuse me. Sorry. <laughs> 7,500 in attendance. So it's going to be slam packed. Um, I really think the Ravens also 
win this game. I think that the one big the one big thing I see here is is Greg Ward and Travis Folkham. Travis Folkham is that is that how you say his last name? Folkham, dude. Folkham from yeah. Old Dominion. I saw he did like ten. He had ten receptions, one hundred nineteen yards. Looked really strong. He had like a buck fifty. No, he balled, bro. Oh, did he really? Damn. Yes. Okay. So and Greg Ward has been pretty consistent all year. Would you? Would you? Would you agree with that? Yeah, not bad for a college quarterback. Yeah. So Greg Ward is going against Mike Hilton. And you've been raving about the Ravens defensive backs, which you should. But no, no, the, Mike Hilton, Mike the Hilton slot Bob. corner is garbage, bro. On Baltimore? On Baltimore. Mike Hilton. He gives not, up one up, point hold on up. average Let me, per I need to say this. <laughs> My GVR roast of the week. How are you going to call out Mike Hilton after I just told you he played for the Pittsburgh Steelers not 15 minutes ago? It's the same guy. No, it's not the same guy. No, no. Listen, listen, listen. I got an alert in my phone. Mike Hilton was just traded Look it up. No. They have the same name, dude. It's a common name. Mike Hilton. Look it up right now. I kid you not. And if I'm wrong, we'll look it up later. We'll look it up later. But I'm saying Mike Hilton is a... Slot corner plays nickel for the Baltimore Ravens. Look it up I, right now. Yep, I'm right. You're wrong, dude. Gives up one point per route on pro football focus on average. Number two and uh, number two in the league when it comes to that. Are you are you still looking it up right now? Dude, all this, dude, I'm, I'm trying to save you right now from this burn that I, that I just dealt you. But dude, no, all we'll it, look it up later. I'm telling you right now, Mike Hilton plays for the Ravens. Mike Hilton plays for the <laughs> Pittsburgh Steelers, dude. And he has three sacks in four games as I no, highlighted. He's not a DB. All right, let's get back into it, dude. Um, but yeah, I see the Ravens winning this game. I don't know where I was getting at from that, but I see the Ravens winning this game 23 to 27. Ravens get the Ravens. victory. Ravens get the victory. I've, I've got the Ravens cornerbacks here. Marcus Peters, Marlon Humphrey, Jimmy Smith, maybe you're talking about, Anthony Everett, and Khalil Dorsey. That's the five DBs listed here, bud. But you know what? You're probably right. There's probably a guy named Mike Hilton, and he probably plays for the Pittsburgh Steelers. But let's finish this week six preview up by going to Monday Night Football were the Arizona Cardinals and Kyler Murray. Ooh, I just got to shiver up my spine thinking about what he's going to oh, do to the Cowboys defense. <laughs> Kyler Murray and the cards come to Jerry's world against the Andy Dalton-led Dallas Cowboys. Now, I already gave you all my Andy Dalton stats about how he's not going to fall off, but I just think that he's going to play well enough to keep us in this game to match the pace that Kyler Murray's going to get because the rest of the team, as I said, for Dak, we need to step up with that mantra for Dak Prescott. Um, Patrick Peterson came out and gave us a little soundbite, a little bulletin board material. Thank you so much for that, Patrick, who is a cornerback for the Arizona Cardinals. He came out and said, oh, we just need to shut down Ezekiel Elliott and make Andy Dalton beat us. Well, be careful, because Patrick Peterson probably going to be locked up on Amari Cooper. So I do not see Amari Cooper having a good game this week. Again, Buell's predicting Amari Cooper will not do well again. Listen, man, Amari just gets he, he gets tough matchups with these top corners. You know who is going to have a good game? Michael Gallup. S- Michael Gallup and CD. Listen to this, bro. CD Lamb, through his first five games in the NFL, 
has 443 yards receiving. Since the AFL-NFL merger 40 years ago, George, two players have topped that. It's a lot of Anqu- Anquan Bolden and Randy Moss. Pretty good list to be on right there, uh, young Sidarius. Who's Lamb. Anquan Bolden? Anquan Bolden was a receiver. <laughs> Ooh, I thought you were about to Mike Hilton me, dog. <laughs> Uh, Anquan Bolden, Randy Moss. It's a good list to be on. So who's, who's covering? Who's covering DeAndre Hopkins though? No, oh nobody. DeAndre Hopkins. No, nobody is covering DeAndre Hopkins. Oh, oh my right? God! It yeah, there's is. there's no way that DeAndre Hopkins doesn't have ten catches and hundred yards. The guy, dude, he's gonna be seven eleven, baby, open twenty four seven. I mean, I I fear for uh, DeAndre Hopkins against us. Uh, quietly, Chase Edmonds has taken the lead in that backfield. He's been uh, outplaying Kenyon Drake these Kenyon Drake these past few weeks, so I'm a little worried about that. Kenyon Drake does not look good. So for those of you who took him in the first round of fantasy football, I mean that was a bad pick, and uh, you're being punished for it. Yeah, apparently. Uh, but I'm not really too concerned about their running game, especially with Jalen Smith all of a sudden uh, playing resurgent. Uh, Leighton Vander Esch could return for this game, probably won't happen. But I think Arizona's run game will be held in check. But Kyler's going to be a problem running, passing. If he decides to do anything else, maybe throw a block here or there. But I'm really worried about Kyler Murray, man. I'm worried about Arizona's offense. I think they're going to put up some points. But I think we continue to put up points at the pace that we're at, man. Uh, Ezekiel Elliott, he is leading the four DAC movement. I mean, that was his boy. That was his best friend on the team. They came into the league together. I expect him to carry that deck press car torch even higher than I'm carrying it right now, man. Ezekiel Elliott will have one of his best games, if not his best game of the season. I'm saying 175 total yards, two touchdowns. We lean on Zeke, but Andy Dalton makes plays, um, throwing to Dalton Schultz Van Riper, throwing to Michael Gallup, throwing to CD. I hope our offensive line gives us enough time for Andy to complete those passes. Clearly, he's not as mobile as uh, Dakota Rain Prescott, but he'll scramble here for five or six yards. But I think the Cowboys win another tight one on a late Greg Zerline field goal, 31 to 27 hashtag for Dak. How you see Monday night football going? Yeah, I like that. I, I, I truly think that Kyler Murray is Murray is one of the best quarterbacks in the league. And I don't think that's, you know, irrational no, a to say that he leads the league in yards per carry. And he also had 380 yards passing last week. So Damn. he's hot. He's hot, and he's my favorite second baseman in the league. So he's a stud. No, no one's no one's covering DeAndre Hopkins, as you said before. Chandler Jones is out for the year. That's yeah. gonna that's gonna hurt Arizona quite a bit. But overall, I do see Arizona controlling the clock. I think Kyler Murray can scramble for first towns at will the entire game. And I think that Zeke does well. I, I do. I think he's going to have, you know, he's it's four deck, right? He's going to be there for deck. Four deck. But he's going to get his 100 for sure, 175, maybe. Who knows? But I'm going to go ahead and say Arizona puts up 40-plus points this game at least. I would even Whoa. be in the 50s range, but I want to go ahead and say Arizona 41 to 34 in that game. Going to the Cardinals. Man, that's, I mean, I after after that barrage I gave against the Cowboys defense last week, I can't really defend them big. Oh, you need to respect my Cowboys defense. But I do think we hold them under 40. I'm not quite sure. Maybe we can. <laughs> that was so. That was so honest. The second part, there, you're like, I'm just really not quite sure, though. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just not quite sure. 
But I know that that game has the highest over-under of the week. So, I mean, there's going to be some points scored in that game. For sure, yeah. yeah. And speaking of over-unders, let's uh, finish as we always do, shooting with Luds. Luds last week came out on fire. He was 3-0, and an undefeated week to salvage his choke job the week before. But now he has an impressive 10-5 and record overall. Ten and five against the spread, man. Really, this is a really tough year. Okay. Very impressive, Luds. Appreciate it, bud. Oh, dude, we appreciate you giving us fire picks, and I hope some of our viewers are out there making some money with you. How you seeing it this week, kid? Let's start off with the Washington Football Team traveling to New York to play the Giants. We got the Giants minus two and a half. So uh, I didn't do much research today because I saw these spreads. And I kind of had my mind made up on a lot of my picks. I didn't really need to do too much uh, details on any of the games. But I like the Giants this game. I'm going to take them. Um, I thought the defense has been playing pretty solid. Um, For sure. Washington's just is streaking right now. They're just struggling. They're not, they're not getting good drives together. I apologize, George. But, um, and they almost upset the Cowboys last week. They did. So I'm going the Giants. All right, so Luds has the Giants minus two and a half against Washington football. All right, let's go to the bird bash. We got the Ravens coming to the city of brotherly love. And now watch out. They'll throw some batteries at you. So Ravens, be careful. We do have fans in Philly. But we got the Ravens minus seven and a half. How you see that one, Luds? I'm taking the Ravens minus seven and a half. Nice. Uh, offense looked a little better last week. Yes. Uh, and I feel comfortable with Lamar Jackson. Um, their defense is always solid and keeps them in the games. Baltimore minus seven. Baltimore Bold. minus seven. Bold predictions, Jay Lud. Oh, I like it. No, these are smart picks. That's why you're 10 and five. <laughs> All right. And we're going to finish up on Monday Night Football. Arizona Cardinals traveling to Jerry's World to face the Dak Prescottless Dallas Cowboys. The Cardinals. Our road favorites, minus one and a half. How do you see this one going? Give me the Cowboys. Woo! I like uh, Dalton. He filled in. He made some nice passes. Sure did. Uh, Arizona Arizona won last week, but they lost two straight before that. Right. Um, Kyler is going to put up points. Oh, so definitely. I think it's going to be a high-scoring game, but I think Dallas pulls it out. All right, so in recap, Luds is swallowing with the Giants minus two and a half, Ravens minus seven and a half, and he likes my Dallas Cowboys plus one and a half. Luds, you had an impressive week, and like I said, 10 and five overall is a very impressive record. So as always, we appreciate you coming on, doing your homework, and giving us some stats, buddy. Appreciate you guys. Have a good one. Have a good night, buddy. Later. See ya. All right, and there he is, the man, the myth, the legend himself. And that wraps up our, our, our week five recap and our preview to week six. Sorry for getting a little emotional there at the beginning. I just love my boy Dakota Rain Prescott. And I hope we all can together pray for Dak to get healthy as soon as possible. And for Jerry Jones not to be Ebenezer Scrooge. And pay that man, Jerry. And I pray for you all. I pray for all of you NFC East fans. If you need a text, if you need a hug, you know, if you need me to hold your hand, let me know because we're all going through it, brother. We're all going through it. We're all going through it, man. But for now, that's a wrap. NFC, NFC East. East. Let's go. Peace.